Hello and welcome to Be Your Own Marketing Consultant, the podcast that tells you, the ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making, exactly what to do to take control of your marketing. Today, I'm going to talk about persuasion. Persuasion, that magic word that we want to be able to use effectively on our customers. Persuasion is something that comes naturally to most of us. From childhood, when we try to convince our parents why we need a new game, or when we get older and try to persuade someone to go on a date with us, or even convince an employer why we are best suited for a job, persuasion is something that all of us are familiar with to some extent. When it comes to marketing, the same rules apply, except you need to do it at a larger scale and convince a much larger number of people at the same time. In 1984, Dr. Robert B. Cialdini wrote a book called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. The book might be old, but much of those rules apply even today. So let me take you through some of these rules. The first rule is known as reciprocity. As humans, we have a natural tendency to return the favor. If someone does something for us, we are likely to automatically do something for them in return. This is known as reciprocity. Consider invitations to free makeovers or free facials hosted by department stores. Many of us feel obliged to buy something after the free service delivered to us. Why? Well, that's the rule of reciprocity in action. Many of us are familiar with buying something and getting something free. So buy something worth £50 and you get a £10 voucher free or buy a perfume and you get a a lipstick free. This is opposite. This is you get something free and that encourages you to buy something. So maybe you go for a free makeover at um, a makeup counter in a department store. You get your makeup done. You're shown a range of different cosmetics which look nice on you. And the whole experience, as well as the way you're looking, encourages you then to buy something. So the makeover was free. You enjoy the free experience, the free gift, the free sample first. And this then encourages you to buy something. You know, sometimes you have events at um, at stores or supermarkets where they'll have a cheese platter out or you'll be allowed to, you'll be encouraged to taste or sample some wine. The idea there is that once you've sampled it, either lured in by the taste or just a gesture of you having tried something, you'll then be encouraged to buy something as well. So that's the principle of reciprocity right there. Okay, another principle of persuasion and one that we're increasingly aware of now is social proof. Social proof. Everyone's doing it, so should you. Now imagine, I'm not talking about testimonials here, which is also something related to social proof and getting, um, you know, getting validation that some sh- something is, is the right way. Um, but I'm also talking about encouraging people to subtly do something because other people are doing it as, as well. During your last year at a hotel, you may have come across a note in the bathroom informing you that 80% of the guests reuse their towels. Now, this wasn't just a nugget of news shared with you just for the sake of it. That's an example of social proof right there. 
subtly encouraging you to do the same. Rather than coming out there and saying, you know, we'd really appreciate it if you reuse your towels or we would like you to reuse your towels, they're just telling you that this is what most of the people do. 80% of our guests reuse their towels and kind of hinting that perhaps you should do the same. This is the unsaid bit, but it's communicated in the form of social proof. Five-star ratings and superb reviews are also examples of social proof. Think about how you can use this for your business. Can you encourage your customers to select a more popular six-month subscription rather than a three-month one? You may have come across this yourself when you're at the checkout and suggestions are made in terms of our most popular option which might be a larger size or a longer subscription, something that encourages you to spend more money and therefore the business to generate a better revenue. Try and think of ways to incorporate this rule in your own business. Can you make suggestions for complementary products chosen by 60% of your other customers? Now imagine if somebody has a checkout of your um, online store and they're buying wine. Can you also suggest complimentary cheese? Can you make that suggestion for your customers? Obviously, the claims that are made must be based in truth, but there's nothing wrong with using the truth for persuasion. The third rule I'm going to talk about is authority. Now, expert advice or recognition hold its weight in gold. This is why rewards, prizes, recognition by experts is a good way to convince customers. If your brand has been voted as the most educational toy for kids in any particular year by, let's say, a, you know, a, a strong authority like Mumsnet, this is likely to appeal to several other mums. Similarly, something like uh, winners of the Great Taste Award is likely to make a very good first impression when people are thinking of whether or not to try something in the food category. Toothpaste brands recommended by dentists follow the same principle. Most of us tend to put our faith in authority and act on what they say. Is there any form of authority or recognition that can be linked to your brand? You know, closely linked to this is the idea of using influencers and even micro-influencers who may be seen as having an authority in a specific category. Authority definitely has its place when it comes to convincing and persuading people. And in this day and age of influencers, micro-influencers, vloggers, people have had more opportunity to not only become authoritative figures in their own right, but also to have an impact on a large public following. So this is definitely worth considering when thinking about the marketing strategy or ways to persuade your own customers. The next rule looks at liking. Similar to, you know, influencers who tend to be people that we like, the more we like someone, the more we are likely to be persuaded by them. So celebrities and influencers are all um, parts of this, this specific rule of persuasion. This is part of the reason why they are a great way to convince us. Our overall positive attitude towards them makes it easier for them to convince us. 
Of course, this can backfire if the celebrity or influencer in question isn't likable or stops being likable for some reason. It doesn't only take a celebrity to create likability. Many brands come across as likable without the absence as um with the absence of any famous people. For example, Andrex with its cute puppy has cleverly converted something as basic and dull as toilet paper into something cute and adorable. So the point to be made here is if you can get that likability about your brand or people who support your brand or use any kind of influencer or even a puppy puppies always work to create that likability attached to your brand that's always a great way to persuade people rule number 5 looks at commitment and this is a really clever tactic i tend into thing and the idea behind this is that people have a tendency or a deep need to be seen as consistent as such once we publicly commit to something or someone we are much more likely to go through and deliver on that commitment or consistency you know think i mean I, i guess this is the reason why marriage is considered to be such a big thing because it's like publicly making that commitment that is why it's called a commitment because once you make that commitment there is much more pressure i guess on you to stick to the commitment that you have made and while <laughs> you're not going to ask people to marry you or marry your brand it is interesting to think of people who love your brand as partners or spouses <laughs> or have a love relationship with your brand uh it's kind of similar to a foot in the door technique as well so if you get a customer to for example if you get a customer to come and attend one of your free exercise classes they're much more likely to sign up and commit to a monthly paid plan commitment is about getting people to commit to something and use that initial commitment to increase their level of commitment so once you've got a foot in the door you try to get the whole person in the door as well also attached to this is if you can find a way for your customers to make that commitment public whether it's sharing their decision on facebook or sharing their purchase on instagram or whatever it is the the moment it becomes public knowledge within their own circle the pressure is on to kind of stick to the commitment that is made you know this is why sometimes even when you go on a holiday and you've before going on holiday you've told everyone oh it's a great holiday it's a great hotel really looking forward to it spend a lot of money and then even if you don't have a really good holiday probably don't go shout about it because everybody you've told everyone that you made this decision and um you know you've made this public commitment of going on this holiday and and then if things don't work out you still kind of have to go through with the commitment even if it even if it didn't turn out to be that great you probably don't want to come and tell everyone that it wasn't that great after all because it was public knowledge there are lots of other psychological factors coming to play here as well on that one and perhaps we'll dig more of those in um dig deeper into more of those in coming episodes but yes commitment getting people to sign up for something initial and then extending that further is a great psychological persuasion rule and the last one amongst um from this list is scarcity scarcity is creating the notion that something is in short supply and that people have to act now 
Remember the last time you rushed into buying something because you, was, you were convinced it was short in supply. That's the rule of scarcity right there. When we feel something is in limited supply, we are much more likely to take immediate action to secure it. This is perhaps part of the reason why certain brands continue to launch their products in limited supply so that they can soon be declared as sold out and people feel the need to grab them as soon as they are released. Not only does that create the buzz of instant success, but people are much more likely to be satisfied with something they feel lucky to have their hands on. A product declared as back in stock or join the waitlist instantly creates a sense of urgency in the mind of consumers. The need to act now, which is after all the key to convert converting interest into sales. I think this is one of those principles which is used quite a lot. And if you haven't tried this one yourself, give it a go. Think about something which can create that sense of excitement, limited time only or act now, or even if it's a discount, that's for limited time. Um, and, you know, it's bringing all of these different principles together, whether it's scarcity, whether it's social proof, all of these principles work really nicely together when it comes to convincing your customers. So make sure to give them a go and do let me know which ones you tried and what amount of success did you have with, um, with the ones that you tried. The great thing about these principles is they tend to work quite well together as well. So you may be, you know, you may have a go at combining more than one principle as well. So you might combine, let's say, scarcity with an influencer who's really, really um, liked by your group of customers or by your ideal customer. So they might, a micro influencer or an influencer might go and promote something as Oh, I've got my, I finally got my hands on this. I've been waiting for a long time. Get your hands on it before it goes out of stock again. So you've got somebody likable sharing with your customers something that's in limited supply. So that's two principles right there. You know, they work very well together. Again, when you think about um, influencers and if it's like an influencer because of the amount of knowledge that they have, maybe they're really uh, strong on the knowledge about gut health or maybe they're really good uh, on, uh, they have lots of strong knowledge about nutrition. So you've got that authority um, and also the likability coming together there. So think about which of these um, principles you would like to try and in which combination devise your strategies accordingly. Think about using social proof in creative ways like making suggestions, backing them with 60% of people buy these things together or most popular options. So just to recap, the principles that we've spoken about today are first, which was reciprocity, which is if someone does something for us, we are likely then to have the tendency to do something for them in return. So think about things like inviting people to events or something for free which is offered in advance of something uh, that they need to buy. See how you can make this work for your own business, whether it's giving a free training session, a free webinar, a free consultation, um, a free checkup. What is it that you can offer as a free invitation to try your product, your service 
and then convince people to go for the bigger paid option as well. The second rule that we spoke about was social proof, which is in ways in which you can convince people to do something because others are doing it or others approve of it. So think about things like testimonials, five-star reviews, also using percentages like this is what 80% of our customers like to do, you know, subtly nudging people to do what you want them to do. The third principle we spoke about was authority and, you know, use people who are known in your specific business category to um, support or talk favorably about your product or your service. If you've got any awards by a well-known authority, please make sure to showcase those as well because, you know, that's an instant stamp of approval. Principle number four, you know, this this refers to liking, using people um, that are likable in your category or respected in your category and or using even, you know, um, things that are liked or animals that are liked, like cats and dogs. All of this creates that sense of liking. Principle number five is commitment. Can you get your customers to commit to something small and then take them from that to commit to something bigger? Principle number six focused on scarcity. This is where you create that, you know, that feeling of you have to act on this now or it's going to be out of stock again. This is a limited time offer. This is, you know, something that you need to act on immediately. So you're tapping into the principle of scarcity right there. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and I hope you enjoy using these principles in your own business. Do let me know how you get on with them. I would love to see your examples of, you know, uh, these principles of persuasion in action. So do let me know how you get on. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode on how to persuade your customers. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would be so grateful if you can follow and share this episode with someone else who you think might benefit from it. If you're enjoying these episodes, please do hit the follow button so you make so you, you know you make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes. Follow me on Instagram at be your own marketing consultant. And um, I would be really, really grateful if you could review the podcast or share it with someone. I spend a lot of time preparing each episode and supporting resources. So your support really, really does mean a lot to me please do subscribe, share and review. Until next time, stay happy, stay safe.